everyone. Welcome to the Rebranding American Podcast, a show where we take American culture, flip it on its head, and diagnose the issues with our populace. I'm here today with my co-host, Prince. I'm Corinth. And today we've got a good show for you today. It is our pilot episode today. How are you feeling about that, Prince? Doing pretty good. Let's see where it goes. Let's see where this goes. All right. Let's see if we get down to hell. All right, so first topic is uh, just uh, so I'm just trying to explain what the podcast means to me. It might mean something different to Prince, might not. But basically, the Rebranding American P- and Culture podcast, it is about trying to enter the idea of conversation back into the public square, talking about culture and politics, where I feel like that has been a disconnect, especially between the two sides as it appears that we're coming more and more to debate and gotcha questions rather than genuine conversation and understanding. How you would feel about that? And that's a good diagnosis. Yeah, I'm falling along with it. All right, Prince, the first question today and question to the people down in the comments is, what is your political view and what led you into taking it? whether it be you are political or non-political? Well, I'm not a political person, as we uh, both know. So I don't really have a stance in politics. I don't really believe in... Uh, Prince, Hmm. you might have cut out there. There you go. I don't believe in leaders. I don't believe in leaders, kings, queens, presidents... Um, what's the other dictators? I don't believe anybody being above everyone else. So, what led me there is um, I feel like we can all just function on our own, but I forgot people don't have common sense. So, I guess that's not really something that we can do. I hope, though, I have hope we can all just. We can all just <laughs> that's true. I think um, you know, when you say it like that, you sound like an anarchist. No, I don't want anarchy. I'm not saying, oh, yes, everybody blow something up. Like I've, I've That's the anarchist. I've had people tell me that before. Like, I don't want I don't want no order. I think anarchist is more about dethroning it no. rather than just like wanting to have as least as possible. No, that's not what I want to do. I just, like, I'm not saying I don't want order. I do want order. I don't want chaos. I don't want to be an animal. I just don't want one person over everybody. Yeah. It just doesn't really make sense. Just have a team. Plus, like, in is it? I don't believe. Is this, who makes the decisions? It's not the president that makes the decisions. Yeah. So what is he there for? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my political is <laughs> um <laughs> first episode. Huh? Okay, so my political view is I am a libertarian conservative, and um, what led me into it? I guess, like, first off, well, when I first got into politics, I was um, the typical African-American. I was a Democrat. I believed basically everything the people around me told me. And as I grew up, I sort of fell into, like, this depressive state where, like, I realized that a lot of people just live life thinking that the color of your skin 
or like the way that you think is all that dictates you. It's like, oh well, like if you're black, you gotta act a certain way, you gotta think a certain way. And it was just that sort of revelation as I realized, and I was pushed more towards things like libertarianism and conservatism as I realized, like you know, it's not really about the color of your skin; it's more about the ideas that you hold. Like it shouldn't be, like the the collective should not diagnose what the individual is as a person. And I feel that's what really pushed me towards it, you know? Yeah. Thanks a lot. My next topic is, um, what is the current issue with American culture and what do you think is the best way to change it? Well, what do you think is the best way to change it? What do you think is the issue? I'm just I wouldn't say current issue. I'm sure there's a lot of issues, but I say what's the, like the largest and most def- definitive issue? For whom? For like American culture as a whole, not American culture, like just America. I think because for me, I say responsibility. Elaborate for me. I don't. I, what do you mean when you say responsibility? Like I think, like we're, right now, we're currently growing up in a culture where responsibility takes a backseat. Feels like you're like constantly being told, "Okay, do what you want, do what makes you feel great, do what you want to do," and then like think about making these responsible decisions either never or later. It's almost as if though responsibility has become an oppressive thing. And, and though, and when things are oppressive, you're supposed to fight back against them. And so it feels like now we're falling into more hedonistic pleasures. I think that is not going to result in a long, long, long term. I don't think it's going to result in anything good at all. What do you mean when you're told people say, "Do what you want, do what you love, and ignore responsibilities"? Who told you that? Who told me that? That's an interesting case. I don't think it was like one person. It feels like now in like the social square, it's more like, like what's a, a good example? Let's say, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this word on YouTube, but sex, right? Okay. Like nowadays, it's like, you know, have sex with whoever you want, do whatever you want. And if you are to, if you're to disagree with the idea of just being able to have sex with whoever you want, whatever you want, like fast and free, without any like emotional baggage, you're like, there's something wrong with like that state or notion that perhaps maybe if you're gonna settle down and have a sexual relationship with someone, then you're obviously gonna need to, well, not you don't need to, but you need to it's better for you to have emotional connection or to, to a relationship or like stuff like that rather than just getting your rocks off. Like the separation between sex is supposed to be like the coming together of two beings. Never have we two. ever supported Betty Boops. <laughs> well, not us, but culture and society now. Nobody would come and since supported Betty Boops besides 
Amber Rose, but look at her. What type, what type of role model is she really going to be for anybody? Common sense ain't common. No, it's really not. I, I've, I don't understand why people think you could just hop from one body to another. We're not rabbits. We're not like I don't. I don't understand what we're doing. I don't doing. think rabbits hop to one person. No, they don't, and that's the thing. They animals, right? And you would take that yeah. from you would think an animal would do it, but we supposed to be humans. I don't understand what happened and what got where we got lost at. Like I don't know where to see that, but I want <laughs> us to get t- like we, they should just take some people back because I don't understand why they just think okay, I'm gonna go to this person and this person's like whack a mole and they just whacking everybody. And then they wake up with six different STDs. But I mean, hey. Yeah, it's just like, okay. And it's like, like a couple of years ago, like, the, you remember the slut walk with Amber Rose and all of that? Yes. It was, and it's like, basically, if you don't agree with them, um, like, things, like, you should be able to have, like, sex with anybody and however many partners you want. There should be no cultural judgment or there shouldn't be any cultural or societal standard. Then you're somehow oppressive or patriot. The problem I have patriarchal with, in nature. The problem I have with that is that it's Amber Rose. She can do whatever she wants to. Right? <laughs> she, she, like she can do whatever she, she wants not to. Everybody, Amber right, Rose. Think about it like this, right? Imagine you take somebody like Amber Rose as somebody from one of our communities, not like like not saying like the hood or anything. Just one of the like the bosses doesn't have Just the average person. That's not as financial financially stable as Amber Rose might be. Not because of anything that she did. She's not special. But let's see. You take somebody from one of us and they look at her and like, yes, okay, that's right. And then they do what she does. Now see, they have seven different kids, seven different baby daddies, and she only know two of them. Amber Rose could do this. <laughs> Amber Amber Rose, she can go with whoever she wants to and they'll be fine. Her kids would be fine. Whatever she does be fine. Whatever mistakes she made, she'll be fine. Somebody that's yeah. below will not be fine. I don't... And then you have to think about it, right? Amber Rose, who, what type of role model is she? She embodies... Well, apparently she embodies women's and human empowerment because you should be able to have sex with whoever you want. No. Whenever you want. Okay, okay, right, right. Okay, so if a man says it, what we're wrong and we're animals and we're pigs if we say that. But if she says it, it's just amazing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's I think some people don't. It's great. Look, I think some people think oh. male or female, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't do it. You just shouldn't do it. Yeah, I think we should preface that. Like, even though we're talking like mostly in terms of like females, it's because like we like we like girls. Like, I think. A lot of people like they bring up the argument like, well, oh, if a girl does this, does like this with so many partners, she's a hoe. But if a guy does this with so many girls, he's a stud. I've never agreed to that type of thing. Cause it's just like, listen, it's like both of y'all can catch STD if y'all sleeping around a bunch of people. So if somebody I know is out here talking about how many girls they sleep with, I'm not gonna be comfortable or like supportive of that. Cause like, bro, you might catch something out. Like the life is a lot is a dangerous game. I've had a cousin who like because I've heard like if females do it, it's wrong. Males do it, it's right. No one says that. I've had a cousin that's been multiple different females, and I called him a hoe. So I'm just kind of just like, no, just just because your what gender is not the same doesn't really mean it's gonna be the same. Um, it's not gonna be the same result. Male, female, yeah. 
I see it the same way. Most people probably see it the same way, but males don't care. Females get self-conscious. Yeah, about. but I say if I were to if I were to put it into a biological standpoint, I, I could see like the difference you could create because, like you know, like back like we were we were like cavemen and shit, like <laughs> like dudes. Like we're breeding with as many females as possible because there was a chance that, well, there was a very likely chance that your kid was gonna die, so you would breed with as many women as possible, in order to make it likely that you're gonna your generation will survive to the next era. But with women, you've always like you always only get pregnant by one person. No, you could always say this, right? Would you rather have at a time? Would you rather have? A key that opens all locks. <laughs> we some misogynist. <laughs> Actually, no. We just choose your next words. We're not gonna careful. go into that. <laughs> ah, that's funny. You like. If you were to play devil's advocate, I could see like the biological difference. That might be an argument, but still, it's like in the modern society, like, listen, I don't care how many people you mess with, but like, you can't like expect not to be judged. Like, that's the big thing with me. It's just like, it's a free country. Do what you want. You can go to the back alley, blow three dudes, and keep it pushing. But if I see you do it, or you tell me about it, and if I'm wrong, because I judge you, because you chose to act in that behavior, and I'm somehow wrong for doing that. I think that's where I see like the big like disconnect. Like, I don't think that makes sense. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? I get it. I get it. Because it's like I'm not about to go smash three females and then be proud of it. Like if you go do that. That's cool. Do what you're going to do. I would suggest going to a clinic. Bro, I'll sit back and think but... about life. After one. <laughs> you want three? <laughs> I don't I don't get it. I don't know how. It's like, I don't know how you could be mellow from I don't know how you could go through multiple people and just think, yes, this is the right decision. This is the right thing to do. I'd rather run through Chicago. Test that, test that theory. I would, I would really rather run through Chicago. I'd rather stay in Florida. You think it's safer to run through Chicago? I'd rather stay in Florida and just hop body to body. No. Emily, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and deny that people do think that way. That there are, like, I've met men who do think that way. That, oh, it's cool if I do it, but female doesn't it does it, then it's wrong. Like, it's a double standard that does exist, but I think for the most part, it's still wrong either way. Like I choose to surround myself with people who agree with me, at least on like basic concepts, not politically, but like it's something basic like that. I think people can all see like, you know what? Maybe there shouldn't be a double standard. So let me, let's let's see. Here's this just um, sparked a thought. Do you believe that men and women are, Different, but equal. That is a dangerous question. Uh, 
but yeah, men and women are different. Like they're equal in terms of standpoints of rights and as in terms of the levels of humanity. Like they're both like human beings, and men and women are very similar. But like the thing is, we're not we're not completely the same. Like there, we are different. We're like we're more similar than we than we know than than we think. But in terms of our differences, there's a large gap between our differences. Like, if you were to take a statistic, like let's say both men and women are, like, say, let's take the topic of aggression. If you were to look into the middle, it's going to be pretty mixed. But if you're going to look onto like the most like aggressive people, those are probably going to be men. And if you look at the least aggressive people, those are probably going to be women. That's just a fact of life. Not to say there's not very passive men and very aggressive women there's plenty of them i've met them before uh, <laughs> but if you were just to take the spectrum of a large majority let's say 80 percent are gonna be a mixture it's gonna be 40 40 but if you look on those opposite sides chances is it's gonna be majority on one side or the other and that's just like for all types of behavior now my thoughts are that men and women are not we are different, but we are not equal. Why do I say really? this? All right, because okay, so have you seen Avengers in the game? Yes. Now, yes. there's a scene in the movie where they go to Tony Stark to learn. Choose your uh, words. Listen, yeah. listen. It's going. This is because it's not. It's not me saying that they're not like they're. It's not me saying that they're like inferior. No, this is what I mean. It's like in the movie, they went to Tony Stark to learn about time travel. Right. Yeah. Now, they did not go to Bruce Banner, who knows gamma radiation. They went to Tony Stark, and then they went to Bruce Banner and Eaton, who was better suited for the situation. But those were two. Dudes. No, two dudes. Yes. So if you use it here, right? Okay. So here's the situation. Yeah. Um, if I'm a if I'm a nurse, right? So would you rather have a male nurse or a dude nurse? You mean a female nurse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude nurse or girl nurse? Male nurse, female nurse. I would rather, me personally, I would rather have a female because I've been around females my entire life. So I would work better in a situation. Um, yeah, like I've always had female doctors or female nurses. So from my lived experience, that's what I prefer. Right, I okay. How about kids? I don't think it matters. What you mean? I like if you have a kid, most situations, uh, the. Like like in situations where it's like not so, yeah, social, not social, yeah social, or like caretaking. So not funeral homes, funeral homes. Like you're talking about like how typically women are the ones that are like it's socially okay for women to be like caretakers and like people who interact with individuals, especially younger kids. Yeah, because men are how just, it typically isn't. Men are just here to pick stuff up. <laughs> that's not true. I mean, like in reality, it is like, 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 okay, it's like, like, really, what, what, is, what is? I think that's simplifying, oversimplifying down to just the complete to one aspect of our biology. Not just pick. Okay, no, I change. I change. I change. No, men and women okay. are equal, but you have situations where one or the other is better. Suited for a situation. Like, give me an example. Give me an example. 
Let's see. Who do you know more, your father or your mother? I think I, I think I'm a special case <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> but my mother. In most situations, like in certain situations, I'm more I'm more comfortable with uh, a female in any situation than I am a male. Really? Yeah. Males That's are like threatening to me, and they're like not threatening, like like not worried about they doing anything to me or threatening like me as a person. They just seem like if I'm looking around in a room of people, who might do something first? I'm looking at every male. I look at a female. Like males really? cause like I don't. If it's like like well, that's what I mean like caretaking social problem like anything that's not work, I w- I would rather interact with a female. <laughs> I don't want to interact with a male. That's weird. <laughs> like I don't I, I don't see men like so. I'm not saying that they're unable to because I know it's like motivation is sticky and all of that that uh, that are like that connect, but I'm more comfortable with. Female. Would you say that it's because of your lived experience? Because of like the social norm. Social norm. I don't know anything about social norms. <laughs> like it's like say like you got a, a preschool teacher. See here, if it's a female, it's cool. But if it's a dude, it's, people think it's creepy. Or nah, weird. I wouldn't care. But the because like in, in my lived experience, I say I'd be more comfortable with a female doctor because that's not what I've always had. People say that a, a, a male preschool teacher is weird. That's creepy. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, people, people think it's weird for men to want to have that type of. I guess the best word for it is relationship. But it's also kind of weird they to say. He, like they that. think he touches to a, or something. I guess. I mean, uh, no, nah, think about it like that. Yeah, it's gonna be creepy. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's like people are. Not saying that it doesn't happen, but I think there's like this stigma that if something's gonna happen in terms of sexual nature, it's gonna be the man who engages it versus a woman, that, which is it's kind of sexist in a way. That's like saying uh, you can, a, a kid can't have a male doctor and give him a physical because they touching on them. I don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't want a male doctor giving me no, a physical. No, I wouldn't either. But, like, <laughs> it's just, like, that's just, like, uh, like it's just the jobs is what they're doing. But in the situation, yeah, that's what, yeah. like, like I said, women are, that's what they're for. They're more, in, like, those type of situations with kids. I don't see males being teachers until you get to, like, high school. Because then they get to yell at you and treat you like a bro and a Negro, depending on how you want to act. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I've never, like, I've had male teachers in middle school. They yeah. chill. You had a male preschool teacher? I didn't go Me to preschool. Me neither. But look. <laughs> like, the first grade, like, um, like, Star Wars, right? They, um, when they, when, and I've had plenty of asshole females. In Star teachers. Wars, the kids were taken away from their mullies, right? And the mullies, okay. they give their, like, they're, they're better... They're, they're for the care, like the caretaking, they to care for the kids, they nurture the kids. It's like that's who they go to. Like, even like in animal yeah. situations, like lions, um, the lioness and their cubs, like oh, that's where that's them. Males, not so much. So, uh, it's, it's like they're better suited in different situations. 
I wouldn't say the better suit. I think, well, I guess in some cases, yeah, I would say that, but I don't think. But yeah, like I'd agree, I'd agree with you. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with like the opposite. I think it's capable. It all depends on just your mannerisms, like like your um psychological makeup. Because like you know how like a majority, a majority of men are crazy enjoy things. No. <laughs> I, I say the opposite. Touch touching hey. kids, you gotta be a special breed. Because this is my first time hearing you about touch kids. Here's, here's the thing. I, every, every conversation, everything I deal with, is like I'm just learning. Right now, I'm learning. I use yeah. social norms. I don't know what social norms is. I don't pay attention to it. So, that's just a different, it's a special breed. I That's, one, that's something crazy. <laughs> it's because, like, there's like a basic concept understanding that most of the time most of the time men are more interested in things while women are more interested in people that's why you see more f- women going into things like psychology and the social sciences while you see more men going into things like math and stem because there's a separation so i guess since that's our norm as humans in general to see someone who bridges the gap we find that weird Like if you're more, if you're a dude and you're more interested in people, that's gonna be different and weird to some people because that's not the norm that humans typically follow. I'm more interested in people, so I feel I don't know if I should be offended or not. <laughs> yeah, Are you? I would. I'm not. In my early days, I was pointed towards becoming like a psychologist or a therapist of some sort finding out like i enjoy talking to people though i'm scared yeah. of talking to people because i don't know how to human correct them but i do enjoy talking to people and finding out how people like the, how their minds work what makes them tick and things of that nature that's like amazing to me that's that's great for me yeah. so i i agree i agree i'm more balanced in terms of the way and like in a sort of weird way, like well, I do like agree with you in terms of like as a career status, like things like motivational speech and the concept of the social sciences and psychology are very interesting to me. I know I think I realize in certain ways, because I'm also interested in things like technology and things that are more fo- focused on actual things and concepts versus people and their type of concepts. And I feel like sometimes I'm trying to like learn how to make people fit into the concept of things more often to make them be more like i guess you would say predictable because like with a machine typically it's going to be predictable if i tell a computer to do this it's going to do that if i tell a human to do this well they might do something else so they might do it a different way than what i thought they would and i can see myself sometimes trying to make those two worlds collide so i say i'm more balanced in terms of that but i do see what you're talking about in being more interested in people I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I mean, it's bad yeah, for me. Different. What do you mean it's My bad My mother has openly said that she believes I am manipulative. Hmm. She said I am manipulative and I'm not bad, but I'm sly. I would say that I'm a people who are more likely to be interested in people are going to be better manipulators. I wouldn't say that you're just manipulative straight off the bat. I don't even know where she got it from. 
but because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't talk to her. I, mean, I do, but not a lot. Maybe, maybe that was her not not being able to comprehend the idea of you being more interested in people rather than things. And maybe that was sort of, uh, I wouldn't say rejection, but just. Yeah, I guess I could say rejection, but like not in like the colloquial term where it's like rude, but just like mentally, you just they weren't prepared for it. Maybe, I guess you could say. But, but you know, it's interesting, and uh, but yeah, bring it around topic. Like we started off, like what is like the biggest problem with American culture? I said responsibility. Do you think you like have found something? Or would you like build off of my terms of like responsibility being the issue? Or would, do you think you found a different concept that might be the largest well, issue? I have yet to fully understand what you mean when you say responsibility. It's like rather than I don't say it. Cause I guess I'm operating out the pretense of there being some sort of basic uh, comprehension. But uh, I'd say they're currently, I think that is describable in current society and the younger generations is that responsibility is less of a factor and thing and taking a hedonistic pleasures and things that you enjoy is the focus rather than being responsible or following a sense of duty. I think the reason why I'm not understanding is because my entire mental has been set around setting and accomplishing goals, having something to do and dealing with what was to be done. So throughout life, our responsibilities was probably school. Now, yeah. throughout my entire life, I'm like, all right, school, go, graduate. So whenever I had a graduation or something like that, when they'd be like, oh my God, congratulations on graduate, like congrats, congratulations on graduating, like this year, like I'm like, oh my God, you graduated high school. I just saw this. Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is how it's supposed to go. So you have a, a sense of duty, like you have a natural sense of duty that you yes. can attribute. So perhaps that's why you don't see it as much as I do, because I do in a certain way, but it's like I'm more like able to like as a person i'm more able to like look into i wouldn't say, are you would you say you're a very empathetic person well i don't know if it's empathy or apathy but i'm able to like see how other people function and like how other people because i have a sense of duty in a way but like for me my sense of duty is never like told or like it's never like something that has that's like expected because like when it's like People have, like you said, you have a sense to complete school. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I don't see a reason. For me, it was like completing school, like, it was sort of like an after image, the idea of learning. So I felt like it was my sense of duty to learn things. And like, completing school or being good at it was just something that happened because of that sense. Of duty. So it's always been more of a concept rather than a unique goal. Like, I think for me, my sense of duty comes from concepts rather than goals. Like I want to like, say, I want to write a song or something like that. My sense of duty is I want to learn about a genre or learn about the different types of music. 
music in order to write the song. So like my concept is to learn and the, the song is going to be created as an end result. But that's typically not what I set out to do. It was to learn so about it or to better understand. Your the word you were looking for was empathy. Um for you for you, empathy. Which is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Me I can understand. I don't me, share. I think it's like either either or or both. But me, I'm apathetic. Apathy. Lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. Feeling a different and lacking emotion. That's me. In most situations. Why? I would really wish I could tell you, but I do not know. I've just been saying it that way. Because I can see myself as being rather apathetic. So, Why does it say apathy? It's a medical condition. I just looked it up. Because I can see myself being rather apathetic. I don't care. So the thing is... But I can comprehend I just... Everything that I've ever done, I've always seen as... This is something I was supposed to do. Whenever I've been congratulated on something, this is yeah. something I'm supposed to do. On the row, I was supposed to do it. Get A's, I was supposed to do it. Graduate, I was supposed to do it. So this year, it was no different from any other year. When I got a job, I was yeah. graduated. I'm supposed to do it. Now, am I supposed to stay there? No. You're supposed to continue on and grow and expand. That's how I see it. I'm supposed, you know, like, I don't want to be at a job yeah. still at the age of 30. Right. Um, will I be there? Maybe if I live that long, but I don't want to be at a job still at the age of thirty. No, not can put me. I just like I said, I set goals and I go, I set out to accomplish yeah. them. Responsibility is already involved in that, right? It's already set in. That's already it's already like uh-huh. stamped in my mind. So it's 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 not an option to not not do it. But something like then you have responsibility. Like some of them are more important and greater than others. So some they just kind of just end up in the dark. Yeah. Would you um? Would you say you have a reasonable amount of self control in terms of what emotionally or like like what what are we talking about? Just in general, in general. So encompassing all things of like emotional, physical things that. Yeah, I would. I have a. Have a decent amount of self control. It takes a bit to really disrupt the natural flow of things for me. Okay, so let's say, let's put it in a different I think that the concept of self control is something that isn't championed or expected nowadays Com- compared to, well, you should have self control, you should understand how things work. And like you should move throughout the throughout the world as you see, not as you see fit, but you like your basic goal is to comprehend the world and to input your place into it, and to move in a way that is responsible and that pushes you towards your goals, rather than someone who might have a lack of self control, and where their focus is rather than being responsible and achieving goals, it's more about getting that next dopamine rush and focusing on feeling good and living life more in the moment rather than focusing on the here, like you're here now and what can you do to move on forward? They're stuck in like the here now and like they're living the life in the moment. That's a J. Cole song. That's the line where he was like, it showed the difference between the pretenders and the Kendrick Lamar's. It's a difference. Like that's true. It's like it's them. There's two different 
lanes to go into. Is it the one where you yeah. lead yourself to success, or when would you lead yourself to follow everyone else's failure? Like you're just going down. Because if that's if that's the path you're going down, then that means those who came before you also went down that same path. Because that's that must have been what you saw and what you just assumed was the right thing to do. So me. I'd, I'd say to a degree, I think you're more likely to follow a path. Well, no, man, it could be a choice. Like games. People say yeah. it's not a choice to be in the game. I would say it's a choice to be in the game. I would say it's a choice. I feel like that's a thing that gets attributed because we're both black. Uh <laughs> Um, but I think that's something that gets attributed to lesser com- uh, not not lesser communities, but um communities that are less advantageous in terms of material wealth. Like you'd say, like because like the, the statistic is the average black person is less wealthier than a majority of races in America. But it's just like when they when like people like input things like, well, I didn't have a choice to sell drugs or join a gang. Well, you had a choice. And, like, you had opportunities, but due to, like, your social surroundings, your economic surroundings, you were more likely to make that choice. But that doesn't mean you didn't have a choice as a person. Like, just because you were in less than perfect standings doesn't mean you you lost the ability to see right right and wrong. That's more of a subject we would talk about on the following episode. Yeah. Without the point that I was getting to was, like, how people say it's, it's, like, you take... You make certain decisions which lead you to wherever you end up. So the people who, you know, their only focus is the next rush of whatever that may be. That's because whatever they yeah. did prior to got them there. They wasn't they wasn't made for like they wasn't made for anything else but that. Or not not necessarily made for, but they wasn't bread or prepared for anything. They're not else, thinking about they it. They wasn't prepared to do yeah. anything else. They just set up and formed around that idea and stuck with it. Now um there's a Marvel character. I keep I keep in like in like including Marvel people and Marvel things, but there's a Marvel character, his name's Apocalypse. It's a mutant. Now his yeah. his, his his thing is survival of the fittest. Right? Strength. Those who get to the top, those who falter, not those people who ignore responsibility, no sense of duty, those who just fail, they are gone, they disappear. Those who rise beyond whatever happens, they are they are evolving. You either evolve or you disappear. So everybody else, they're just it's um I wouldn't say that they're this becoming a a more so more disappearances than evolution but I I, I but I can see where you can because I feel like there's a lot of people who are growing out of it and like as um yeah I think there's people who are growing out of it I think there's a lot of people who are living in like as you would say to the point of disappearing or have accepted it or it's so like it's more okay to be like it's like Say between holding down a job, 
like like the basic like because it is like a basic study where it's like to get out of poverty you gotta graduate high school keep a job and don't have kids to get married and instead of doing things that will push you forward towards keeping that goal there's some people who live life who are less likely to take those roads like instead of being responsible like holding a job and like working towards improving your financial wealth so that might mean working a night shift or working extra hours or just trying to improve your social standing social and material standing well i'm not going to pick up that next shift i'm going to go hang out or i'm going to the club and hey my lights get cut off but by next check it'll be fine there's things like that it's it's not a great example but just a lot of people make certain choices that end up being a negative factor for them in the long run and i feel like you're more likely to make those decisions nowadays because now it's more socially acceptable like hey i might i'll have sex with more with a lot of people because it feels good and if i happen to get pregnant and have that kid well oh well you can choose to like abort it or you'll just keep it and possibly neglect it my problem is more so with so you have those who make bad decisions in life right see i know like i a hell of a lot of people yeah. around my age who got kids right now, and those who's under my age have got kids or kids right now, and they shouldn't. But wait, what? That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I feel as if my problem lies with people who allow fear to be an obstacle. Yeah, fear to stop you. Like, why are you scared? Like, I always, I always hear like, yeah. here's something. Something small. Here's a small thing, right? And it doesn't. It's. It might not apply to every situation, to everybody. But it's just like the first example that came to mind. I talked to a lot of people that I know that be like, like in terms of leaving their family, right? They always they come. They come yeah. to me like they always explain to me a situation, explain to me the problem, and it might be like one of the points where it's like you have no other choice but to leave. Or one of the points where it was just like, well, I mean, it's happening. You could deal with it. Like, I know it's a situation where it was like, they're basically a slave at home. They're basically a slave at home. And I'm like, all right, well, leave. No, I'm scared. Like, I'm always like, I'm like, I I don't understand. Like, this fear that we create for ourselves shouldn't be a thing. I'm not saying run head on into everything, but like, fear should not hinder you. Because what are you really scared of? Yeah. Like, that's not self-created. What are you really scared of? That's probably right. like, well, if it's like to that degree, like what you're saying, like, you know, perhaps that's Stockholm maybe. Syndrome. Like maybe like, even though the conditions are bad, it's stable. And so you're like a lot less likely to want to leave and go. Because like even, all right, so let me just uh, preface it. So like, you know, how some people see the world like black and white or black, white, and gray yeah. and stuff like that. I see the world in terms of order and chaos. And now neither of those are exactly good or bad because from chaos comes creativity and ideas, but it also comes chaotic and unorganized situations and order comes stability, rule of law, things like that, but also comes tyranny and and dictatorial things. So they see, so even though 
like it's a very ordered filled thing where if they're like if they feel like a slave to the home or like they are living conditions where they are like a slave in their own home well that's a very rigid and form of order where it's very stable and so well now they've adjusted and grown up in this stability so the idea of going into the unknown and accepting chaos into their own stratosphere makes them scared even though from chaos comes good things or bad things they're only focusing on the negative like there's too much order to the point where it's come tyrannical Should always uh like you know weigh your options don't run head for head first because there's a fine line between good good chaos and bad chaos like you might have an idea like you want to do something and that's a great idea but if you don't follow the necessary steps like you need to have one or the other so you have a, a idea that is birthed from chaos but you have to follow an orderly line in order to get to that goal by like like setting goals and setting midpoints. So you're creating all these goals for yourself from the idea. But if you just, if you're just going about it abashedly, you're just like right to left, front and back, you're just going on about life, just in like a crazy pattern and not establishing goals for yourself and creating order, then that idea will just become nothing more of an idea or a dream. And it's going to haunt about, you in the long run. I would like to know your stance on emotions and the, how it controls people. Like, I feel like people are those who act That's... on emotions. Like, recently I acted on emotions. And yeah. Multiple, many people do. How do you, like, what, where are you standing? Like, how do you feel about it? Well, personally, in my lived experience, I've always been a very logical person. Like, I've always been focused on the ins and outs, cost effectiveness. Like, what is, like, if I do this, how, where is it going to leave me? And, like, almost everything. And some people act off emotions, like, well, how is this going to make me feel? Or, like, they're not, like, adding a logical sense to the word, not to the word, but to the act whatever thing they're going into. And I think that it's important to have both. I do think that it's important to be more logical in your your life in general rather than just focusing on your emotions. I think focusing on either to an extreme. Not focusing is, on emotions, is but in a situation where, okay, so let's see, anger. A great yeah. deal. Of, I don't know if people, great deal of people. I know I have. I know people who have dealt with anger management situations issues so yeah in the situation where your anger leads you into a a different wall like if like you hit one wall got angry and now you're at another wall yeah and now you're just like you're just constantly on the decline and the decisions you make yeah. aren't of um aren't of your own really it's more so of the in the moment spark like this this is this like it's like a flame yeah. and every decision you make is just you taking the paper looking at it and tossing it into the flame watching it burn and moving forward so 
in a situation like that, not really con- like controlled by every like sense, like like not like thinking how would I feel in, in the situation, but those who are. But you're letting your emotions guide your decisions rather than yeah, how would you burn? I think I can relate to that because I have anger issues myself, and um, I think like the best like the solution for me because like there are a lot of situations where you should be angry or you should be mad and that's perfectly fine like there's going to be situations where you're going to be angry that might be the appropriate response but i think as well as like holding those emotions even if they're validated validated you also have to act on the guise of logical reason like okay i'm angry why am i angry is it justified okay now, with this anger, what is the proper response? Say you see somebody bullying somebody or, like, attacking somebody. You're probably going to be angry because you don't think that person should have a right to exert their will upon another person unjustly. So you're probably you're like, all right, I'm angry. I'm probably going to go put a stop to that. All right, so you, you validated that what's happening is wrong. You have a pretty just reason to be angry. And you're going to go about this and try to solve the issue. Now, you could, like, depending on the situation, like, say, if it's happening, someone's, like, getting pushed or shoved around, you could pull out a gun and shoot the guy. That's a very strong emotional response. Or you could go up and be like, hey, what what do you think you're doing? But you still, like, you have to, like, even if you're going to act upon an emotional response, you should still be able to logically take in, like, what is the justified amount of force? Like, what am I doing? In terms of like, how is it going to affect me in the long run? Like, if I go and I like and I go address the situation, or I go like push the guy back, that's a lot different than me going out and just grabbing a gun or something, shooting him. And it's like an extreme. It's just some people actually do face that type of situation, where it's just like, what is like the justified amount of like? How can I logically diagnose what's the justified amount of force or the justified amount of emotional response towards the situation? So I think, like, you know, you can have both. You can operate them both, but you can't let one control the other. Like, say, like, it works in terms of, like, the opposite, too. Like, say something's happening. Like, say a family member dies from, like, something that was within their own control. Like, say they went and got drunk and then drove and crashed and they died. You're not going to go to that relative and be like, well, you can. Be like, well, he made that decision as a as a fully capable being, he made the decision to get drunk and then put himself in a position to drive and he died. So boo hoo. Oh, well, he, that's his fault. You're, you're going to probably be more likely to try to comfort that person because at the end, if you take this very logical response, that's going to, that's not going to help you in the long run. It's only going to hurt them. But if you use your emotions, like you be like, all right, how is she going to feel if I, like, how is she going to feel when I say this to her? How am I going to feel after I say it? Is there any, like, positive solution to if I say it a certain way or act in a very logical and straightforward sense? Things like that. It's like they, they both have re- reasons to be stronger than the other, but they should always be as close as possible to be in balance. How would you go about dealing with it in the future? 
Right, it's a difference between if, if you if you go through it, all right, and this is controlling you now, and then this and then you recognize yeah. it, and you don't do anything with it, and then it's a and then as opposed to you recognizing it, but you don't know how to deal with it. So for someone who if someone was searching for help and they come to you, like um, Corin, what should I do? Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Situation. Like, give me an example. My brother makes me angry. He he poured milk on my PS4, so now it's broken. Right? And now, my job calls me into work and said they want me to cover for someone else's shift. I go in already like frustrated pretty frustrated and then a customer comes in and they yeah. just pissed me off so now I, i'll just quit leave walk out gone what and what should they do from that point on uh no. i think that's a very important thing to learn about controlling like your emotions like you can't let them stack upon each other because in a normal situation, if a customer ticks you off, you're not going to just up and quit. But due to a situation that happened before, you're going to be in a heightened state of emotions. I think is in that current situation, I would call your job, apologize, explain the situation, try to get your job back. That'd be a good idea. But like you, I think important for us to like create parts of ourselves that are able to balance our worldly situations because you have every right to be mad at your brother, but you shouldn't be taking all of that anger there and then bring it into the workplace. Because even if somebody's being annoying, like they might've done something and you might've like misunderstood them or they might've just been like a little bit annoying because you're already, but because you're already in a heightened sense of emotion, you're going to do a more angry response. You're going to do a more extreme response. So, I think it's important for us to learn how to balance our emotions when we're in different situations. It's like, yeah, you have every right to be angry at your brother, but that anger from your brother should be directed at him, not directed at a customer, especially when you're at work. We listen to the and yeah, we are wrapping towards the end. Uh, the last topic I had was if a national disaster were to happen, how do you think? <laughs> Discounting this one, but I'm, if there was like a like very like, because like this one's like sort of like something that's like happening, and like it's like continuing. But like say like something like a terrorist attack were to happen, and a lot of people die. Like say like nine eleven. How do you think that would affect America? Like, how do you think, what do you think that would like divide the two different sides of the political spectrum? Do you think people will be more likely to come together and ignore the differences? Like, how do you think it would affect America as as well as the two sides of the political spectrum? So you said if a, if a disaster happened, similar to 9-11 where a great deal, a great amount, like a large amount of people died. Yeah. What what comes after this? 
like how do you think it would affect America Americans as a people and how do you think it would affect the two so sides of the political this spectrum? Terrorist attack is what we're talking about. Like, yeah, say, like, it's, like, because, like, a terrorist attack is different from, like, a pandemic. Because a pandemic, it's, like, it's ongoing. But a terror attack, it's quick, it's fast, it's sharp, and it's very noticeable. Like, that's, like, when 9-11 happened, it wasn't, like, like, that happened in hours. It didn't happen in months and weeks and years. Like, it happened, this large thing happened right then, right there, very quickly and very noticeably. Like, like, how do you think that would affect, like, not, like, trying to be very specific about how it does affect conservatives, how it does affect liberals, but, like, do you think, just, like, in general, in terms of, like, people on different sides and just the American people in general, do you think, like, what do you think their response would be? Like, do you think it would be different compared to how it was 9-11 compared to now? No, because, like, when 9-11 happened, people, like, they were scared and they were, like, they became like a lot closer and like i feel like because like this is like a secondhand experience this is what someone has told me but people were more likely to see how the other side thinks and they were all in a combined effort like do you think that if something like that were to happen now we would be more likely to combine as a people do you think it would it wouldn't change us at all or do you think it would divide us further we can't we can't come together now without a terrorist attack but just because somebody thought it was a good idea to go boom boom on our side of the country doesn't mean anything is gonna change. Us. Like then was that was a different time then, a very different time from like what it is now. Yeah, people get mad and hate you over you simply saying, "Oh, I want this white man over this white man," or "I like I like this show over this show," or "I'm straight, you're not." <laughs> like, no. Um, it wouldn't. It, that nobody's gonna come together. Will you be scared? Probably, but it's been terrorist attacks for the last ten years. Before that, too, not terrorist attacks. It's been, been terrorist groups large for the last ten years. Not so like the, yeah. ter- the terrorist attacks. It hasn't been one as large as nine eleven. Yes, but there's been like that. That's been happening. It's been groups already. Groups have been forming. If we were gonna be scared, we should have been scared beforehand. Yeah, but, like, there hasn't been something that's been large and sharp. Like, how you saying, like, oh, there's groups forming. Like, yeah, they're forming, but it's, like, that's a, like a, that's not a, that's an exponential graph. Like, it's going up slowly. It's not like it was here, now we're there. It was here, and then we made our way here. It's not, we but were with, here, or now with, we're there. Or without the groups, or with or without the attacks. If we can't come together without, then we're not going to come together with. Like, if we already went through one, or not one, but multiple different attacks already, Leading up to where we are now, leading up to this year. Not saying it happened this year or last year, but just the ones that's been with like in the last however many years. If we just like came together within that those few months after, okay, boom, okay, we're gonna come together. Six months ago, past, okay, we hate each other again. There, no, there, there is no, there's no real true unity going on. It's just we're together for now to prepare for if it happens again. Oh, let's not. Let's go back to being comfortable. Yeah. Let's go back to being comfortable with not liking each other. Let's go back to being okay with okay. I can hate you for whatever reason or like whatever the case may be. Like even though we're bigger than this and there's a bigger situation, some things far worse going on. I'm gonna dislike you because you're straight. I'm not. 
Yeah, I think for like, if you were like to look at the two extremes, I don't like nowadays. I definitely don't think if something happened, like if, if something happened, like nine eleven, like the far right, because like these, are, like we're talking about like the extremes. Like I'm talking about the extremes right now. Like the far right would be angry at brown people, and like the far left would try to ignore the fact that it came from like because I'm like we're talking about like an, an Islamic terrorist attack. So, like, the far left would be mad at brown people, and the far left would try to ignore the fact that it came from Islam, how that might possibly, or that specific country or people might be a problem. So, I I think, in general, like, the like the basic American, just average American person who isn't super political, I think there might be some unity there, but I do think that there's definitely going to be a separation in between people who are more politically inclined. Do I think that's a good or a bad thing? I'm not sure. I think overall it's not a great thing. I wouldn't know if I would say it's a super bad thing. I think at the end of the day, this country does need unity. I think we're gonna have to it's gonna take a lot to bring it back to the point where like the general just idea of conversation and doing the Socratic method. I think it's going to take a lot to get back to that point. I think that we're far worse off without it. But I do think it's possible to come back from it. I think it's going to take some... It's going to take a lot of great people. It's possible. I think it's possible. But anything's possible. Just a matter of if you're True. going to allow the possibility to come to what is the word fruition, allow it to blossom, yeah, or will you sit and be the reason why the possibility stays a possibility? Yeah, good point. But up, I think that means we're coming All to right. a close. It's been about an hour now. I just want to say thank you guys so much for watching. Starting from next week on forward, we're going to be trying to invite one guest on, or possibly multiple, but at least one guest on, because, like, you know, in this podcast, we have one conservative, one person who is not political, and we're typically going to have people who disagree with me or possibly us. It might not always be that way, but we're definitely going to, we're opening the door for people who might disagree with us, whether it be me, whether it be Prince, both of us. People who just want to have a good conversation. We're not trying to do a debate. There's no gotcha points here. We're just trying to have a genuine conversation. It's two people who might agree or might disagree or there might be a little push and pull, but we're just here to have a great conversation as Americans, as people who want to see this country prosper. So thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you guys in the next episode that'll be coming out next week. So thank you guys so much. See you next time.